mercy from heaven, the grace of your son, word of your power. Come and fill us, Lord. Come and fill us, Lord. Revive us again, O Lord. We ask you, revive us again, O Lord, in your precious name. Amen. And that is the title of my sermon this morning. Revive us again, O Lord. Beginning with that beautiful prophetic song written by Kensington Temple, ministered by Kensington Temple, I think in 1996, at least it was recorded live. So it's an old song. It's a good song. (laughs) Um, And just so prophetic and so beautiful. But it's a prayer as well, isn't it? We ask you, O Lord. Today I want to look at Psalm 85, verses 4 to 6. That's where my main text will be from. Restore us again, O God, of our salvation, and put away your indignation toward us. Will you be angry with us forever? Will you prolong your anger to all generations? Will you not revive us again, that your people may rejoice in you? Will you not revive us again that your people may rejoice in you? What's the meaning of the word revive? The Passion Translation says, revive us again, O God. I know you will. Give us a fresh start. Then all your people will taste your joy and your gladness. Is this not what we need and what we desire this year, 2024, a fresh start and to be able to rejoice in, to taste the joy of the Lord, to be glad in him, revive us. So, um, is John here? Could you pronounce that lovely word for me again, please? Chaya. 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 So a Hebrew word called chaya, that's not how it's spelled. When I was looking at it, that word revive, it, it talks about being live, keeping, leaving or making alive, preserving, quickening. Remember that scripture that our mortal bodies would be quickened by the same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, making us alive, quickening us. It talks about recovering, repair, restoring to life, being whole. Revive us again, O Lord. Make us whole, O Lord. When I look at that word revive, re talks to me about repeating, doing something again, having something again, gaining something again, that something has been done before, or turning back to or turning back from. Like the word repent, it means to turn and change your mind and go in a different direction. So that re tells me that we were vived, if you like, before. There was already life. And we're asking, give us life again, Lord. That's our prayer. Bring us back to life 
So the context of Psalm 85, in the Psalms 73 to 89, they're mostly written, and they're the Psalms of Asaph. Uh, but Psalm 85 is from one of the sons, or the sons of Korah. And Psalm 85 really leads on from the intercessions, the prayers made in Psalm 80. In that time, the Israelites were in exile in Babylon. And they were asking the Lord in Psalm 80. They were crying out, help us, rescue us, restore us. And those intercessions, those prayers were going up before the Lord. Psalm 85 is almost a continuation or begins to open up God's answer as they ask for the right thing. But in my um, ESV Bible commentary, which I love, uh, Psalm 80, it says, is a psalm of intercession which pleads for spiritual revival among God's people. So it wasn't so much set us free from slavery, although that is part of the, the cry. But spiritual revival, let us return to you. Let us come back to you. Um, to a place of blessing and a place of favour for them. It describes the situations and prayers of God's people before the time of a great spiritual revival. We'll touch on the word revival shortly. It describes a humble confession of sin. So there's a starting point, isn't there? And a desperate desire for God to renew the power of his presence among the people. The power of his presence. What are we asking for when we say, revive us again, O Lord? Bring us back to your presence. Bring us back into your presence, into the power of your presence in our lives. Bring us back, revive us that we may know you again, that we may walk with you again, be with you again. But it's a humble confession of sin as well. We've done wrong. That's why we were not revived. And this also speaks to all believers, to every individual, and that's who I'm speaking to today specifically, but to groups and to congregations who are not experiencing the full life, the power, the purposes of God as promised in his word. How many of us could say today, that we're not experiencing the fullness of the power of God at work in our lives. That we need more, that we want more, that we want this fullness of the power of God. If so, we must pray for God to have mercy on us and revive and renew us spiritually by his power. So Psalm 85 seems to have been written after the return of the exiles or about um, the return of the exiles from Babylon. Um, There was a time of revival and rejoicing in the days of Nehemiah. Uh, Specifically, Nehemiah 12, 27 would describe their revival, their rejoicing when the dedication of the wall of Jerusalem was kept, had been rebuilt with gladness, both with thanksgiving, with singing, with cymbals, psalteries, and with harps. They were asking to be revived in a time of rejoicing, a time where there had been a repair of the walls and where they had 
come out of exile, at least some of them. And so my main question that I want to focus on, or the main question was, will you not revive us again, Lord? Do we need what they experienced then? This revival that led them to a place of joy and praise in God. What does it take for us to be ready to be revived? And ready for possible revival? We have to continually challenge dryness and emptiness of the Holy Spirit. Now, it's different to being empty of self. The the Christian language sometimes can be or seem opposite. Empty yourself. I'm empty, I need. Empty yourself. Now, we do have to die to ourselves. We have to give up what we do, who we are, what we want, the selfishness in our lives. So yes, there is an emptying of ourselves so that we can be full with Christ and his spirit. But that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about being continually challenging the dryness and the emptiness without the presence of God in us. And it's a challenge. Back to my ESV commentary. So verse 6 of Psalm 85, it says, When God's people have a sense of spiritual dryness or emptiness, it is right for them to pray that he will revive them, both individually and as a group. Here we have again, it is right for them to pray. How apt that we begin our January with a beautiful prayer diary. We are going to spend this month encouraging one another to pray, to fast at times, to seek God, to ask. We ask you, O Lord, will you not revive us again? Salvation and spiritual life are dependent upon God's mercy. Not dependent on us. Dependent upon his forgiveness. Dependent upon his power and his life-giving spirit. We have to depend on God. But to experience these things, we must truly desire to do God's will. Do we have that desire in our hearts today? For those of you at home, do you desire the will of God rather than the will of self? to accomplish his desires and purposes for our lives. When we pray, we should honestly and humbly confess our own spiritual poverty and keep praying that God will revive us again. So our prayer has to have that acknowledgement. I don't have it all, Lord. Spiritually, I've lacked. I need more of you. I need you to awaken me, to revive me. I believe it takes the asking of God in prayer, just like we did, just like they did in verse 6, just like that song was telling us, we ask you, Lord. But that asking has to be continual. We need to have a desire to increase our prayer life, to increase prayer in our lives. We need to have a desire to increase our communication and our talking to the Lord, asking him constantly, 
asking. Revive me. Make me alive. More of your presence I want. You, Lord. I believe it takes a right heart attitude. Earlier we took communion. This gave us an opportunity to examine ourselves. But that examining of ourselves must again be continual. Is there sin to be repented of? Every day I ask the Lord, forgive me for my conscious thoughts, forgive me for my unconscious thoughts, like Psalm 19 would tell us. Because sometimes I don't know that I've done wrong until I go before him and ask him to reveal. So it's a continual thing of fixing my heart, of placing my heart in the right place with God. It never stops. So we need to ask God. That's what it takes for us to be ready to be revived. We need a right heart attitude and to be continually examining ourselves. We need to also desire growth and we need to grow in loving God's truth. Where do we find his truth? In his word. We need a deep hunger for more of the Bible, more of the word of God. Prayer without word, the word without prayer, the two walk together. When we pray, we pray out of our knowledge of the word of God, out of the revelation that we receive from God. Also, I believe it takes an acceptance that only God can impart revival and renewal in us. We can't do it of ourselves. We don't have the power to do it. We need to rely on God. We need to ask for his revival in our souls, in our hearts. Only God can do that. So if we are revived, is there a link to this word revival? I'm no expert on revival. I could ask some questions. Are we approaching? Are we in? Is the world in revival? There are many people speaking about what's taking place, what's to come. But this word revival has been touted around in Christianity for years and years and years and years, for a very long time. And perhaps it has become cliche. Perhaps it has lost its true value. People have been looking at the moves of God, at the different seasons and the different things that are springing up around the earth, and they're calling it revival. But is it revival? Revival means quickening, as I said, strengthening, elevating, of life already possessed. We possess eternal life in us if we are born again. That is what we ask to be revived. The life that God placed inside of us when we said yes to Jesus Christ. Revival, I believe, comes from each individual being revived. From the kingdom life being within us. A true revival is not made by man, not conjured up by man, not pronounced by man. This is revival. True revival 
is sought as the only source of spiritual revival from God. We seek God for revival. We seek God to be revived, to live again, to cleanse our hearts, to cleanse our souls. It's God who is the source of revival, who revives us, who lifts us up. Do we desire to be revived? One of the scriptures that came to my mind as I was preparing was, I didn't even look look it up to quote it, his yoke is easy, his burden is light. When we're asking God to revive us so that we can live for him and live out his purposes, many of us would think that we have to do or be something or have an ability. His yoke is easy, his burden light. If we ask him to revive us, then his power will come to revive us, to lift us. It will come. It doesn't come from us. Now, again, I can say, and I'm no expert on the revivals of the past or the moves of God of the past, but God has moved in places, in regions, in nations over the years. Recently, there was the Asbury um, University thing in the USA. They called it revival, very short-lived. Over 100 years ago, there was Azusa Street. There was the Welsh revival that took place. I always ask a question, why do revivals die? Why don't they last then? Or more correctly, why did people not stay revived? Hmm. Why, why is there no longevity? My Lord. I've listened to some of the people who are called world prophets. I have no judgment on who is a prophet and who is not a prophet. I do know that the Bible says the true test of a prophet is that what they say must come to pass. And there are many things being said that we must watch for. But we must also test But I have felt within myself over the past year or so, restoration, me being revived. So I'll talk a little bit about me personally, that God is reviving me. What about you? I know that some of us have really um, been embarking, especially on a Wednesday night, but look at the different sermons that have been preached on a Sunday, the 6 p.m. services too where there's been an awakening to the presence of God. Our eyes refocusing on him. Him touching us differently. Is that revival? I have been experiencing an awakening within me. And I don't want it to go away. I am different. I'm not making a boast. But I want to help you to understand what's been taking place in my life and surely the lives of so many more. I don't want it to go away, but yet I understand the battle is daily to stay in the awakening, to live in the the revival that's taking place in me. Why is it a daily battle? Because I am challenged and distracted by many things in life by the thoughts that go on in my own head, by my own feelings. Things take me away from 
that word of God, that life-giving word, that um, edge that I can be on sometimes, feeling revived and beginning to move in the things of God and hearing him. At these times, the word of God is so key in our lives. The word of God renews, it guides, it sustains us if we want to really know him. What I began to do a good while ago now was to play the audio Bible at night for an hour before I go to sleep. I wasn't reading enough. (laughs) Wasn't paying enough attention to the word of God. Was dry, was empty. That pattern of hearing the word of God as I went to sleep became a desire to read, to know, to want to learn more about God. It began to grow. And I'm really excited that we have um, this prayer diary to look at, that we can walk together, grow together, have a hunger for the word of God again, like we haven't had perhaps in a long time. I discovered a, a relationship with God that brought revelation to me afresh. And I desired his word and then prayer more than I ever had in my life before. I want to keep it. I don't want it to die. I realised that it's more than knowing how to work the gifts that we're given and that are within me. There are many gifts of God that I carry that I could close my eyes and it would become almost natural rather than supernatural. It's not about operating in the gifts per se and the knowing how to do or walk in something. It's looking for the new revelation of God each and every day. What's he saying to me? What does he want to reveal to me? This is how I'm revived because I hunger for what he wants to say that will quicken me again, make me alive again. I'm looking for his conversations that he wants to have with me. Are you desiring the same thing? To have the revelation, to have the conversations with God. What really brought me to that place was a resurgence in a love for his word. It also was some self-examination. Who am I really? What, what am I doing? This God I'm walking with. Am I really doing what he wants me to do? Am I who he wants me to be? How will I discover? I can only discover that in his word. And in what he reveals to me out of that word. I knew I needed to be changed and I'm still being changed, but I'm loving the journey and I don't want it to die. I want to be awakened and stay awakened in Christ Jesus. Verse 6 ends with that phrase that your people may rejoice in you. This revived life and living will be seen in the way we live in his joy and praise and we boast in him. After they ask, revive us, will you not revive us? That our joy, that's a result of being revived. We don't just have joy and feel joy, but the joy is about him reviving us. The joy is about who he is and we begin to live and we begin to boast in who he is we begin to get excited about this God we begin to declare him we begin to do his purpose because we're revived and his joy is filling us and strengthening us 
I like that. Amen. So we're going to keep it going through the year 2024. And we're going to be a people that are revived and continue to be revived. And people look at us and what we say and what we do, we're revived. They see life in us, the life of Christ in us in 2024. That we let nothing distract us. Hallelujah. We must be and remain revived by his word, by his Holy Spirit by our desire for him and by our dying to ourselves. When I was reading the scripture from Luke chapter 24, verse 32, Jesus had died, he had risen again, and he was now on the earth saying a few more wise words to his disciples. But they didn't recognize him. He was speaking to them, he was eating with them, and suddenly he was revealed to them. And this is what they said. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? And and that word burning, were our hearts not burning within us, the burning is, is, is were our hearts not set on fire, were our hearts not kindled in us? He set them on fire when he opened up the scriptures. Are our hearts burning within us this morning? People at home, are your hearts burning within you? Is there fire kindling in you? As we ask God, revive us again, O Lord. Prepare us for revival. Send your rain, we sang. Mercy from heaven, word of his power, I love that phrase, and I've wondered for years what it means, and I pray and ask, and then I've studied a little bit, and in Hebrews 1, chapter 3, it says, he is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. This is Jesus. And he upholds the universe by the word. He upholds the universe by the utterance of his power, of his dynamis, by the utterance of his force, of miraculous power, he upholds the world, his creation. Therefore, by the utterance of his miraculous power, he revives us and he upholds us. God and God alone, Jesus Christ, the word uttered with a miraculous power. That is who revives us and how we are revived. I end with a prayer and I'd ask you all to please stand. Lord, will you not revive us again? Will you not quicken us, empower us, make us alive for 2024? Let our joy be full. Our joy of you and who you are. Pour out more of your love on us. Reveal more of your kindness. And restore us back to you that we would be revived. My prayer that we would remain revived in 2024. 
that being revived would strengthen us because we don't know what's to come. But why should we be distracted, pulled away from, turn away from you because of the things to come? Let us be revived and strong. Prepare us for revival by reviving each and every one of us inside. And as we come together, week by week, revival comes because we are revived. I ask this in your precious holy name, Lord Jesus Christ. 